Hi there, and welcome to your GG Replay for Friday, August 20th. 2021 GG Replay is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news, hosted by us, the Goodnight Groofs, a place for games and a place for goofs. Uh, still workshopping the slogan here, but it's a beautiful Friday. I am Paul. I'm joined always by Matt. I will remind everyone as well. Fridays we start off with a little bit of soda chat, a lot of little little <laughs> soda facts that started as just like a random banter, and now we have a couple minutes dedicated to talking about uh, some trivia about our favorite sodas. Matt, do you, I think you have something prepared today for us. Yeah, I don't even remember how this started, but I do have a super special Friday soda bit of insider info, Paul. Incredible. This is big, okay? The headline. Keurig Dr. Pepper launches <gasps> Pepper Perks loyalty program. Okay. Right? So here's, here's some, some of the brief bullet points here for you. Eric Dr. Pepper announced the Pepper Perks loyalty program for its Dr. Pepper brand. Fans of the soda who sign up for the program scan the receipts of Dr. Pepper purchases to earn points and win rewards. All right. As part of the launch of Pepper Perks, members, it, it, it sounds like, like there's a Peppa Pig to it almost. Pepper, Pe Peppa, Peppa Pig Perks. or like Pepper Pots. From yeah. yeah. Pe it sounds like Pepper Perks is a person. Hi there, I'm Peppa Perks. That's perfect. That yeah. voice is Thank perfect you. for that. Yeah, it was not bad. Members will have the opportunity to receive the new limited edition Dr. Pepper Fantastic chocolate flavor once they earn a qualifying amount of points. They will also <laughs> be able to redeem prizes such as branded merchandise and enter for a chance to win a trip to the college football playoff national championship game. The final bullet point Keurig Dr. Pepper is looking to reward its frequent buyers with exclu exclusives such as new flavors, which have proven popular with the soda category's young core customer base. Interesting. I'm, okay. I'm interested in these new flavors. Chocolate, maybe not as much. No, I'm not sure about overall chocolate. Overall new Although, flavors. I'm chocolate soda is interesting. I don't think there are enough uh, attempts. I don't think they, I think they gave up too quickly on something like chocolate soda. Yeah. In the universe. Is you you who is that chocolate soda? Kind of. It's like I've a, never had a you who. I've never had it. I've I've had it maybe once, like fifteen. That's what years it's supposed ago. to be, though, right? I think so. I always thought of it more as like a chocolate milk, but I don't know if it's right. like carbonated or not. It's been so long, and I I had friends that like all through middle school, like that's all they drank. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. But I really the I way you who is manufactured by Keurig Dr Pepper. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where they're getting the chocolate from. That could be. Yeah, sharing yeah. recipes. Interesting. Makes sense. When Dr. Pepper was just, uh, I forget who invented it, but he just like was like, it'd be great to pour all 23 flavors <laughs> from my soda fountain into one drink. That's Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Incredible, incredible idea. <laughs> yeah, the inventor of Dr. Pepper was that annoying kid at McDonald's who's using every single flavor. Mixes every it. flavors. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is pretty darn interesting. Uh, are you, are, do you get any enough? I, I guess it's Dr. Pepper specific, right? So if I get Keurig products or something, that won't probably count. I don't know. I'm not sure. Pepper, pepper perks. I'm very interested though. That is an interesting fact. And, uh, you know, if anyone's interested in Dr. Pepper, we talk about Dr. Pepper a lot for people who don't really drink Dr. Pepper. Uh, feel free to check out Pepper Perks. God, I wish this would be a great sponsor. Oh by yeah. The way, for the future. Really great. All right, let's get into this show. We have a lot to talk about today. It is a laid-back Friday episode, but there's also a lot of stuff. Before we get in, just want to remind everyone, we're not always right. Um, so if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, please send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below so that we can address them in the next episode. Paul, before you move on, real quick. I do want to. I skipped a big announcement. Yes, I do want to reiterate uh, that we are going to have our first ever GG replay live for Gamescom 2021 opening night live on August 25th. Come watch us, enjoy the show with us, react with us. Um, would love to conversate with some of you new listeners who we haven't had the chance to meet yet. Our pre-show mm -hmm. starts at 1:15 p.m. Eastern. It'll be on twitch.tv or twitch.tv yeah, slash goodnightgroups. Link is also on the website. Give us a follow. You'll be alerted when we go live. And then the VOD will be uploaded to YouTube uh, either later that day or the following day if you can't catch it live. <laughs> 
It's going to be a lot of fun, Matt. I'm really excited to do opening night live. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm really, there's some really good uh, hype around that, and they're actually going to talk about some games that are being hinted for opening night live uh, later in the episode, which I'm very excited for. All right. So we're moving on, Matt. Reviews are in. The Ooh. reviews are in. I'm going the opposite of the scream today. There are a ton of games. There are a ton of games that <laughs> have been been reviewed, gotten Metacritic scores uh, today uh, of varying quality. Uh, and so that, I think, is worth bringing up. So, so here's the thing. I, I just want to kind of a little inside baseball for the, uh, for yeah. the listeners. We're only including games in this segment that have at least six reviews on mm-hmm. OpenCritic. And it just turns out that all these games, a lot of these games that we're about to cover had like six or seven or eight reviews. So, just enough. Yeah, just enough. So we have a, a lot of them for you today. Excellent. So we're starting off with a JRPG, uh, Witch Spring 3, Refine, Story <laughs> of Iridi. Uh This one got a 45 on Open Critic. And yeah. if we know uh, Game Critics, we know 45 is basically zero. I watched some reviews of this game. I'm not a huge JRPG guy. I, I think the actual art style and the general concept of the game seems fine if you're interested in this kind of game, but it seems to fall at hardcore and basically being so bare bones, there really isn't a game. There's barely anything there. I think that's the, the, the gist I got. So definitely, even from people I saw who were interested, uh, it seems to be a pass. It seems to be a skip, this one. <laughs> yeah, in my notes, I just wrote no. <laughs> Uh, this game <laughs> looks really bad. So yeah. even in the trailer, like this is not a taxing game by any means, but the trailer yep. had a low frame rate. Yeah. It's like, what and are this, we doing here? It looks like Pokemon Diamond or something, like Brilliant Diamond, the new ones, but uh, but uglier and somehow can't run on a like a, a PC or something. So yeah. And the weird ass name doesn't help. Really weird name. Really like weird a lot name. of JRPGs do have weird names, and I, I just every single time I see that, I imagine like this cannot possibly help marketing. Like it, it makes it difficult for people to search it. Like if I'm trying to buy this game, if I'm searching it on like the Nintendo eShop or, or whatever, yeah. I might not even find it. <laughs> you know? Or find clones or games that are similar yeah. too. Yeah, worth bringing up. Moving right along, Mayhem Brawler, kind of a you know. Uh, arcade brawler 68 on open critic that's also out right now uh it looks fine the art style looks kind of cool it looks very saturday morning cartoon there's like random buff alligators you can fight you know it's a side scroller beat them up looks fun yeah i i generally I, I don't really care for an arcade brawler if i'm not literally playing it in an arcade and i kind of if if i'm playing an arcade brawler i kind of want the art style to be old school arcadey and this is not really that so i actually don't i find that those really? things are, okay. I, I actually prefer not i think in that style and uh, i don't I haven't seen enough games like that this isn't enough to sway me to play an arcade brawler but i actually seeing this footage did make me kind of want to pick up like i might after this look up some ones that are lauded that are uh, oh, modern okay. arcade brawlers or, or side scroll beat em ups and see uh, see if there's something that might be interesting for me. I might check that out. If anyone has any suggestions, by the way, feel free to send us an email, ggreplayshow at gmail.com, uh, or leave a comment, because I would be very interested in seeing some games like this that are a little more exemplary of the, of the genre. Yeah, go for it. Moving right along, we have Rims Racing. This is a motorcycle racing game, 70 on Open Critic. I will say this looks cool. Um, I, from what I've seen, if you're like, a, it's a hardcore racing sim, I think, kind of like a, you know, a, yeah. an F1 or a Forza or something. I find, uh, from what I've seen, hardcore motorcyclists seem to think this is not very accurate in some oh, ways. Really? Or, or not. Like some of the, they, they limit you a lot in certain tire selections for oh, different weathers. Okay. And I don't know that it's that it's not 100% as good as it could be as a simulation. But that being said, I thought it looked really, really cool, actually. I'm not really into playing such a hardcore kind of like racing sim game. Um, but I really do... Uh, the the different views were really cool. The, yeah. the third person view and the and the over the windshield view were really really nice actually, and it it looked very responsive. Um, it actually it, it interested it interested me more than like a, a a car racing sim would. Okay, interesting. I'm waiting for good racing games on PlayStation Five because I feel like the Dual Sense is gonna be amazing for some of those. Again with the Dual Sense over here, talking about the Dual Sense all day long. It's an amazing piece of technology, Paul. <laughs> 
It is. It is. I, 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 so I hear. Moving on, talking about PlayStation, Fract, which is a PSVR action shooter, got a 77 on Open Critic. This game looks awesome. It does. Um, it looks kind of like Borderlands kind of design, yeah, but yeah. also I'm getting kind of like that portal, like you're in like a where you're in like a science lab maybe or something at points. I don't know. It looks really cool though. Um, from the reviews I saw, the 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 big draw is how how good everything feels how the the gunplay feels despite there only being limited guns how good it feels to grab things you can grab like a door and look around the corner and things like like a lot of really tactile um, movement within the space which is really cool so that, this actually was another one of those things that made me think ah i wish i could play vr because i like i wish i had vr stuff because uh, i would actually give this a go for sure the freedom of movement looked really cool. A lot of VR shooters don't have that. They have like the teleporting mechanic. And yeah. this looked really cool. Because of that, it looks like it could potentially like make me sick to play it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. The game looks super cool. Like the art style is awesome. It's almost like a cell shady type thing, but not like full on cell shaded. Yep. And it's got like this. I feel like there's like an attitude about this game, like a, a comedic, humorous attitude where it's not really taking itself seriously. It's almost yep. almost like a, like an 80s action film sort of attitude mm -hmm. in a way. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it looks really fun. I really, really fun. am interested in, in trying this out. And it might be a thing where I can only play for like 10 minutes and then I have to take a break. But yeah. it looks really neat. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. I, I like that the style, it's stylized, but also simple. That's a cool thing about VR games is that you can kind of get away with having the graphics be a little bit uh, simpler, mm -hmm. a little bit uh, lower res, just because that's the, the, the design of, of what they're working with. Yeah. Um, moving on to something I really didn't research because I, I feel like I can I can throw to you, you know here a little bit, but it's Madden NFL 22. Got a 69 on Open Critic. I, I, haven't, I don't really know how the last few Maddens have been ranking. Honestly, I think it's not one of them. I would imagine, I would hazard saying it's not one of the more popular sports franchise games that comes out every year but that being said uh, it looks fine looks like another year of madden you can see the sweat on the players faces that much better what sucks about sports games is that's that's the thing is when you have a new console generation like the first release or the first two releases are usually pretty bad like they aren't totally utilizing the new graphics and they really aren't doing anything revolutionary yeah, typically the first or, or first two sports games releases on a on a new generation are just just not that great. I just want a new NCAA football game. I'll wait for that. <laughs> and we know we we've heard it's coming back soon. It might be twenty. When's the last time? When's the last time they came up with one of those? Twenty thirteen. It was NCAA. Oh my god! Yeah. So this is one of those dead sports, well, not dead, but like a dormant sports franchise. Yeah, NCAA football fourteen. It came out in twenty thirteen, and the reason being because. There were lawsuits with the NCAA and using players' likeness and stuff like that. But that, a lot of those, I'm not going to go all in on this, but a lot yeah. of name, image, and likeness things have changed in the last six months as far as college sports yeah. go. So yeah. the door has opened for that. And EA said that they are working on something and probably won't see it till 2023 or 2024. Very cool. That's exciting. It's cool to imagine. Uh, maybe we'll get some more NCAA games in general just for any sport, right? God, I hope so. <laughs> and finally something matt is very excited about we've been talking about it lots of times on the replay and on game groups ghost of tsushima director's cut uh we all know what it is action rpg it's a it's a killer game it got an 88 on open critic is that better or worse than the original go game ghost of tsushima did it uh, uh i think better? it's about the same maybe a little bit about better same. i think it's a little yeah. better i think the original may be an 86 it looks awesome. I mean, all I have to say is you can pet cats, and it uh, does use the dual sense to give it a little vibration, and we all we all love that. We love that. Yeah, I'll be playing this uh, later today, Paul. It's installed and it's ready to go. And as soon as this is you know edited and uploaded, I'll be I'll be playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. I love that. I wish you well. I hope it is really exciting. And then after that, you got to get around to playing Hades as you as we discussed. It is. I, <laughs> I, I have added it to the list. It is on the list. I love it. It's on the list. All right. We're moving into the news. We spent a long time on these reviews. Now we're moving into the news. And there is some crazy stuff. We actually uh, put off recording a couple minutes earlier. And we almost missed the story if we'd recorded earlier. Halo Infinite uh, will not have co-op campaign or forge mode at launch according to their August development update. Now, this is this is not campaign. It will have single-player campaign, presumably, but not campaign co-op. 
and it won't have the forge. It's being planned for season two, campaign co-op. Uh, it's interesting they use that moniker, season two, um, with forge coming in season three. So this is this is very much a season game, which is yep. interesting to see with a triple A full on. This is like a I mean, this is a Halo game. It's going to have all the pieces: campaign, multiplayer, forge, campaign co-op. But it's going to be released piecemeal and the seasons will supposedly last for about three months or so so a little longer than we might be seeing with like fortnite other battle royale games but they obviously have less content those games um theoretically so they still plan to release holiday 2021 um but they don't have a release date set yet and 343 they haven't shown this right but 343 nope, has already worked out a, a year one roadmap for post-launch support so they they behind the scenes have a plan they know what they're going to do for at least a year uh, presumably, I would imagine they, they probably have some other ideas cooking up, but at least a year, probably detailed plans. I mean, it's I think this is very interesting. I, I don't know if it's the first of its kind, but I, I'm, I'm willing to say maybe uh, of a formerly AAA franchise game that all used to come in one bundle as one box. And now is coming out with part of it done and then releasing major game features in seasons later. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I don't know if I don't like it or or do like it. I, I'm not sure how I feel. <laughs> it feels amateur to me. First off, I don't even really quite understand what's so difficult about co-op campaign that it can't come come out alongside the single player campaign. What what is it that that you're? What makes it so difficult? Yeah. I don't really understand I, that. I don't know, but yeah, presumably, obviously, something. But. Yeah, this is this is weird. I at this point, I'm of the opinion that just delay it to mid 2022. Have everything come out at the same time. Why? What is the rush? I mean, I I guess you're well, trying to get money as quickly as possible. Yeah, but they're like, getting that holiday money. The the pressure's on. I'm sure from Microsoft. I mean, this they wanted this to be a launch title uh, yeah. last year. It looked, uh, we all saw the brute face, didn't look so great. Um, they've had to do a lot of reworking and the idea that it's not done now, you know, I, presumably because they're trying to get it really right, I'm hoping, and they're trying to maybe take it in a very different direction. I'm, I'm in support of all of this, but I think maybe the pressure's on. In some ways, this is good and bad. I think it's good that we could maybe, so I'll start with good. I think it's good that maybe we could have this. If they have half the game done now or most of like the multiplayer and the main campaign on your own, that's most of the game um, right. out now. Why don't they put it out, you know, and then for free update all these cool things later, and it's going to get more people to come back. You know, they put it away for a bit, and then they say, hey, now we got this thing to bring you back in. You know, that might be a good strategy, and it's better. You know, people are going to get the game quicker to at least get some of what they want. But also on the flip side, you know, let's talk about day one patches. This is this is the biggest thing. This is a day. This is a six-month-from-now patch. Um, that finishes the game. The game is coming out not completely un not finished. Like, I mean, parts are finished, which is very interesting. Is it better to have... Now, here's a question. Is it better to have... If they have to release it for holiday 2021, 20, obviously, this is better to put out some of the game perfectly finished than the full game, but rushed and messy and, and, yeah. and not complete, yeah. right? I mean, so it's interesting that we have this option now with, with online. Um, where you can release half the game as opposed to, you know, let's say Microsoft is like, you have to put this game out this holiday. Like, right. This has to happen, right? Um, it's nice that they can at least put out some good finished parts and not like a KOTOR 2 scenario where the game isn't even finished. <laughs> like the story isn't finished. So, right. Yeah. I My issue with this is that campaign is what we're paying for. So the fact that you're not getting co-op yep. campaign with that at the same time feels like you're not getting as much for your money because the multiplayer is going to be free. The campaign is essentially the only thing that you're paying for aside from like battle pass stuff and cosmetics, whatever that's going to be in multiplayer. I still think eventually they're going to make the decision to just release multiplayer and then delay campaign as a whole. And that'll come out a couple months later. And then hopefully, presumably with co-op campaign, it just, I understand delaying forge. I get that a little bit more. I can see where that could be, be a little more complicated to make it work properly. The thing is co-op is such a big part of the halo campaign more than almost any other games campaign. Right, right. One of my greatest halo memories is you and me and a buddy of ours playing yeah. the halo three campaign on launch day together. 
online. Yep. Yeah, and it was it was a great time. And I feel like launching campaign in Halo Infinite when that's that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the campaign, and to not have co-op as the option as an an option just seems like a really bad idea. It seems, yeah, I, I agree with you. It seems really sad. I, I think, uh, not, not, not like in a, like a, what a sad world, but just, it makes me sad to imagine that like, you know, this game comes out, maybe let's say I'm, I'm not really at a point where I would play this uh, single player. I would probably only play this to play it with my friends. And exactly. Go through it. Me too. But let's imagine I did care about the Halo story more. I'd play it. And then like, what, three months later, um, I'll be able to play it again with my friends. Uh, I probably already played it. I don't even know if I'm going to want to. It feels so weird in a Halo game. I think just scrap it at this point entirely if you're so if you're so like behind. Like I don't know. It's just so funny. It's just so funny to be like to come out with this, and then I, I'd be so weird that I couldn't just jump in with my friend in Halo. I could do that in Halo One. It's so weird to imagine I couldn't do it in Halo Infinite when I buy the game. This is why I just really think they need to split these into two separate products. Halo Infinite multiplayer, Halo Infinite single player, or, or sing, a campaign rather, because yeah. we want we want campaign to be multiplayer as well. So mm-hmm. I, I really think at this point it just needs to be broken up into two separate products because I don't want to pay for something that's not that's doesn't have half of it <laughs> at launch. Why yeah, would this, why would I do reeks that? Of- this reeks of not being done. Yeah. Um, I think if this were a strategy, this would be like you said, where they release multiplayer first and then they release campaign later or something like that. And that'd be strategic in a way. Um, but this, the fact that they would release multiplayer, which is free and campaign without the co-op to me feels like these are two, the, these are two of the most disparately different parts of the, of the Halo experience, single player campaign with no friends and only multiplayer. Right. The weird things to release at the same time. Right. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's strange. We'll have to see. I, I do. We have a confirmation on price for Halo Infinite. We don't. Um, we don't. Because that that I think is going to determine a lot too. I imagine know. sixty dollars, but I don't know if they're going the seventy dollar route or not. We haven't seen. I think they should go. I think they should go fifty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's just the campaign. It's so. campaign only. I don't. I, I. You know. I understand. There's a Halo tax a little bit here. I understand that this is. You know. <laughs> a big deal it may not be a nintendo tax but i understand that they may want to not make it like 40 bucks for a single player only which they probably should but i think 50 is fair but and if this becomes like a 60 70 dollar us dollar game like that's a lot for a game where you can play the entire multiplayer uh without having to ever make that initial purchase paul everything i've said here in this episode put it all slap it all up on the fridge yeah but also in addition to that okay i'm gonna say they're not going to end up releasing the campaign without co-op. Mm-hmm. I just really think they're going to release the multiplayer and then the campaign later on. I just that I mean it, it's very clear that the that the multiplayer is in a way better state right now. I mean they they did yeah. public tests, you know, with actual yeah. people. So just we talked about this. It makes a lot of sense. Um, people will be playing. It's like Fortnite. You know, if I play Fortnite now and you say, hey, you want a single player Fortnite game? I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I have a lot of characters. I'm getting the vibe of I'd like more of the story or Overwatch. The games are you know, multiplayer only. They go, hey, you want more story from the world we built? Sure. Yeah, I think that'll make sense in this, too. If we have a new, new generation of Halo players playing at multiplayer, playing at Battle Royale, playing in an infinite uh, free to play. And then they go, hey, now that the campaign's out, I think it's going to make more money from especially younger generations than they would have if they had done it all at once or campaign first. All right, moving on. Talked about Halo forever, but uh, I think that was pretty big news, actually, so I'm glad we got to cover that. Moving on, talking about Opening Night Live, we spoke about earlier. Uh, we're doing our awesome live stream. Don't forget, on twitch.tv slash goodnightgroofs. Well, a tweet from Jeff Keeley today, pretty explicitly teased, an announcement for a Saints Row reboot uh, at Opening Night Live. Next week, of course, Saints Row, the delightfully... I would say far more offensive version of Grand Theft Auto in a lot of ways um, and more arcadey a little bit. Game mm-hmm. series hasn't really had a major entry since uh, four, I believe. Right. Um, and even that was kind of not 100 percent, you know, in the spirit of things. Yeah. Um, unless also- you consider Agents of Mayhem a Saints Row. Fair enough. I have not played Saints Row since three. Okay. Um, I I played in four for a little bit. I'll be honest. I know two is famously the best one, but I actually played three. I found the series really like I played one a bunch, but I I found the series really uh, gripped me with three. I I played that so much. I remember my girlfriend at the time, and I just like spent like an entire week like 
locked inside like switching off playing saints row and just had so much fun with it and i actually went back and tried to play too and just because of the, some of the quality of life i think just from like the it's the, outdated the change in, yeah. it, it just felt a little more outdated and it made it hard for me to get into it and i was like why did i play three no i can't enjoy two anymore but i had a blast i i, I think it's a, a hilarious weird game i actually in a lot of ways uh find it more enjoyable than gta uh not that they have to compare but i just find the arcadey goofiness a little more fun yeah, I really like two and really like three. I three is the one that got like the remaster a couple years ago, I think. Yes. And with four, you really saw them starting to, I mean, I guess President. jump the shark. I mean, it, it got a little, a little powers. Yeah, it got a little <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah. I I didn't finish four. I didn't. It just no. wasn't my thing. It, it was too far removed from what two and three were. But yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed two as a different kind of take on what GTA is. Basically, mm-hmm. I pl- I would play with uh, cheat codes often, just running around doing yeah. stuff. And I think two, it might have been three, but I think two was when they introduced um, the apartment that you could like upgrade and stuff. Yes, yes. And it was just a good time, man. Saints Row was just pure fun. It knew how yep. ridiculous it was. I th- like yep. I said, I think they kind of jumped the shark a little bit with four. But I am all about a reboot. If we can like kind of go back to the basics of what made Saint Row good, which was the humor and the wackiness and crudeness. And I want to say it's like it's it's GTA but more colorful. Yep. Essentially. And it's it's G where GTA is a little bit more satire, Saints Row is a little bit more It's um, more earnest and it's like eccentric. almost like Yeah, it's it's more earnest and it's almost like uh after dark Saturday morning cartoons or something like right, it's, right. it's so it's like it's like uh it's like a dirty version of Saturday morning cartoons and how insane and crazy and over the top all the characters are I don't know it's it's a blast I, I remember I played the Saints Row one demo on Xbox 360 back when I just played <laughs> demos all the time yeah. I played that I I'd, I'd shudder to see how many hours I have in that uh because I just used to roll around to that all the time I, I love that uh that thing yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about a reboot. I hope they do it the right way, and hopefully, this is something I can uh, enjoy during our live stream next, next yeah. week. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we don't get a release date too far off. I'll uh, maybe like Dead Space, you know, maybe something in the next year. Be nice to see something like that versus like, hey, we're we're working on it. We were gonna. It's like that, you know. They put the logo up, and we're like, okay, you know, we'll uh, we'll see it in a couple years. No. Not yeah, interested. within the next year, please. We don't we don't need please. a Saints Row Saints Row reboot to be announced at for greater yeah, than a right? year. Right, like it's not that. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Just do it. Um, if it comes out on the day, uh, I don't know. I'll shave my toes. Hmm. Uh, is that like a thing? I don't know. I'm shadow, like shadow drop. Yeah, shadow drop. Shadow uh, drop. Some... Shave the toes. Shadow drop. Shave the toes. Uh, speaking of shadow drop. A Quake remaster was announced yesterday, uh, and then just shortly after, uh, we saw some ES- ESRB readings kind of sneak in. Uh, it shadow dropped. <laughs> well, I just want to say, I, I remember reading the news of the ESRB rating before the shadow drop. I did get in a little bit after as well, and man, oh man, uh, a lot of disappointment, uh, just because a lot of people were really hoping this was going to be a sneaky remaster, or a sneaky like remake, Yeah. Um, a Doom 2016 kind of remake of quake right uh it's not it's quake it is a nice remaster it's very faithful they did a great job it looks like it's it got looks 4k clean. widescreen resolution support enhanced models dynamic colored lighting uh it's got you know everything anti-aliasing anti-aliasing depth of field and trent reznor he's still there <laughs> we got all the trent reznor music we yeah. love that so yeah it's pretty it's pretty great it's 10 bucks but it's also on game pass which is pretty cool uh, makes sense obviously and uh yeah you know uh i don't know if it'll be something i play i still think it's a little bit of too bad to not get a remake i know it's not the news but uh you know it's uh, that might have grabbed me um i doom i find doom 2016 i know it's like a masterpiece um but i just find it's a little too chaotic um running around a little bit and from what i gather quake is more like you just get in a room and everything goes crazy on you that seems more fun to me actually than than doom did so but oh well maybe i'll give this a try too yeah, I have like no interest in any single player aspects of this, but I I never played the original Quake, so I'm I actually kind of am interested in just to jump in for some arena shooter fun. Mm-hmm. Some old school arena shooter fun. Almost almost like uh like I owe it to gaming history to experience this. 
Yep. So I might just jump into it. It, it looks like you were, uh, you know, listing all the upgrades <laughs> that they put into this remaster, and it just looks really clean. It, it looks it, really good. Obviously, it's still like really old school, but it looks really clean. So I might give this a shot, Paul. Look, it looks like a good time. Like I, I, I feel agree. like I could spend a good hour or two and just in this and get my fill. Yeah, I agree. Looks like a lot of fun. Speaking of things coming back, I mean, so this never left, but uh, Skyrim, of course, is getting a 10th anniversary edition. That's mm-hmm. right. 10 years and we're still getting, hey, you know, it's like 10 years of Skyrim. Let's look back fondly on all the games that have come out since then in the Elder Scrolls series. <laughs> Just kidding. Skyrim again, baby. <laughs> uh, so we got more Skyrim uh, just a year away from the launch of uh, Starfield. Uh, November 11th, 2021, the 10-year anniversary. It's coming out. And a couple, couple issues with it. First thing, it does add fishing to the game, which yeah, is pretty yeah. interesting. Actually, I really like that. Adding fishing is always a winner. Guild Wars 2 just, uh, is going to do with End of Dragons, which is really cool. As we talked about, one of the best WoW features is fishing. But I saw a lot of pushback on this. Uh, namely, one of the major things uh, that is coming to this is just basically the regular game, but full of, uh, I think it's like 100 or 1,000 creation club features. Yeah, a lot of Are getting added to the game. Skyrim is famously a game that is heavily, heavily modded by the community. This, uh, very few, I think, hardcore Skyrim people still play it unmodded, especially on PC. But there are mods available on, on console as well. And this creation club content uh, will inherently uh, fuck up mod orders, mess with mods. Uh, there may be mods that haven't been touched in five to ten years uh, that will no longer work because there isn't a, there isn't someone to kind of come in there and fix that mod uh, if they've been abandoned. The main issue is the term upgrade. I think that's the issue that a lot of people are having. They didn't use the term upgrade with Skyrim uh, Special Edition. Um, they they said they're giving Special Edition to people who had uh, Legendary. I think it was. And so in this one, they're using the term upgrade. And then we have not get a conf- gotten a confirmation yet that they aren't going to just upgrade your old copy and make it so you have to use the anniversary edition. We don't know that yet. This could be a Warcraft 3 Reforged scenario mm-hmm. where you're stuck okay. with the new version and you may not be able to roll back. Um, so I think a lot of people are interested in the phishing, but I also saw people who are like, hey, listen, I'm just going to turn the updates off. And modders will figure out phishing in like five minutes after the game launches. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I'm sure there's yeah. already a phishing mod. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that already exists. So, yeah, if this so. is an option, I, I can see a lot of people who are still playing Skyrim just not even using yeah. this. This is cool, I think, for people who, I'm, I'm sure, probably the majority of people who lightly play Skyrim. This is probably pretty cool just to, like, get an upgraded version with a whole bunch of awesome creation club stuff and fishing and and just get it awesome um and for noobs if someone still has not somehow played skyrim and you for some reason actually want to i mean don't wait for this anyway just go <laughs> get skyrim but yeah but but otherwise uh yeah i don't i don't know i don't know if it's really gonna it's not doesn't be wowing anyone who already has it and has put hundreds of hours in well here's my question for you is this the final release we ever see of skyrim well this one is going to have upgrades for next gen not anything major but little stuff so i mean this is kind of the next gen release i will go on record saying yes um not ever but yes before another elder scrolls game okay Uh, i'm sure we may see a remastered remade something skyrim years from now um but i think this will be the last skyrim we get until elder scrolls 6 okay interesting i still i am still gonna say that i think we're seeing gonna see a skyrim remake uh, before Elder Scrolls Six, we might get a port, but it depends on what comes out. Like Nintendo comes out with another system, and they might port Skyrim to that, and that yeah, might count. Yeah, true, uh, that would count. But I, I don't know. We'll see. Very interesting, though. That's a good question. I, I, I think we're done. I think this is it. Ten years. I think it's almost ludicrous. I mean, it's always been ludicrous, but at a certain point, we've reached that threshold long ago. But ten years, it's like you're drawing attention to how silly it is. <laughs> you know what it is missing, and and I just I just thought about this. And I do think that this is going to happen. Is Skyrim's going to be on mobile? They'll put it on mobile soon. Mobile I, still can't handle it. That'll be another release. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna come to mo- in the next five years. It's coming to mobile. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have to. Now it's the question. Will Elder Scrolls Six come out in the next five years? I well, don't know. You don't think it could handle it? It can. It's on no. the Switch. I know, but that was specially ported. I guess they could put. It, it took a lot of time, I think, to do that. 
I don't know. Mobile's weird. Mobile's weird. They might be able to do it. The problem is they may not be able to do they may be able to do it, but would they make the money back from it? And I think that's the issue. People don't famously like, you know, don't pay for full games on the Switch. True. I don't know. Like and the and the Switch version of the of Skyrim did not come out at a $10 sale. It came out at full price. Um and people paid it because they wanted to play it on their Switch. People won't pay $60 for Skyrim on the phone. People will. Someone will, but not not enough to probably make up for how much it would cost to port it. I don't know, but yeah, I'm not sure that's really where it is yet. All right, moving right along, talking about, uh, we talked about, I don't know, who knows? I'm losing losing track here. PSVR, now we're moving on to Facebook VR. Facebook, Facebook, our favorite metaverse. I'm just kidding. It's Fortnite is obviously our favorite metaverse, but Facebook <laughs> unveiled their VR workplace metaverse called Horizon Workrooms. A little terrifying, a little bit Soylent Green sounding, but also a little pleasing to the ears. Maybe it's just making me think of Forza Horizon. Uh, Horizon Workrooms. It is part of a larger umbrella project called Horizon, uh, which will be Facebook's full VR metaverse. Yes, I also shuddered when I heard Facebook's full VR metaverse. I saw the future of our civilization flash before my eyes. (laughs) Um, Up to uh, 16 people can be in the VR space with an additional 34 people able to join uh, over video call without a VR headset. Cool. I'll just really quickly get my point out, which is uh, I think we have to, well, I have have more of a point too, but I think we have to prove that this can do something new and will add something to the the working environment before we have really much to say about it, unfortunately. Yeah, so the video of Mark Zuckerberg in VR <laughs> with his avatar explaining this Nightmare thing was fucking feel. hilarious. It is. It is ridiculous. Like yeah. you are a massive you are one of the largest corporations in the entire world and your shit looks like VR chat? What are we doing? Why yeah. why does it look like this? Why I guess maybe to make it accessible on 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 different uh, pieces of hardware maybe to make it something that won't be too hard to run. I guess I just I'm expecting something to look more professional. Like something to especially cuz it's for a workplace. Like I Paul, I have a really hard time seeing this ever taking over Zoom or Microsoft Teams. How are you going to expect all these boomers in the office to put on VR headsets? So I really, I think it could, but I think there's two things that has to happen. First off, I think this is an enterprise tool, right? So this is something that you, no one will be buying. No one needs to have an Oculus Rift or something. This is going to be provided by a company, I would imagine, in this scenario, like they provide you a work laptop or something in this scenario. And I think also it's probably only going to be used in very certain teams that benefit. That's where I think we're going to get into the issue here is... Will they have a lot of testing to do? And I think we have yet to really see studies or statistics. But can we see a notable benefit in uh, productivity or work life balance or anything from using VR over just using Zoom or Microsoft Teams? I don't think we know enough yet. It's very possible. Um, I think this could make work from home better um or or even just you know working in different offices around the world i think that could make it better i i think there it's inarguable that being in a physical space with someone generally does seem to produce better results in team collaborative work yeah and this does seem better in some way it seems like it could get you closer to that obviously it's vr but the question is how close and is it worth the cost and the training and for people to understand how to use vr especially like you said boomers who don't know how to turn on their laptop. I'm not saying all boomers, but I'm saying the ones who do. Um, having to try to learn VR technology. I'm not saying they can't learn. I think anyone could learn to use this product. Um, but the question is, will the percentage of benefit be worth the time? I think yes. I think it probably will, but I, we have yet to see. So I think the question that we're going to have to answer is, what's more important between the two? being in a quote-unquote physical space with each other in VR or actually seeing facial expressions, you know, like yep. on, on a Zoom camera or something like that. I personally think that seeing an actual person's face in this sort of scenario, this work scenario, is more important than being next to someone in VR. But there's no studies for it yet, as far as I know. Yeah. So that's something that we'll figure out going forward. But I just feel like seeing the actual person is probably more important 
than so here we are. So here's what we do: we get a camera, we make special cameras. Uh, in, I don't know how to do that. You put the cam, you put the camera inside the VR headset that looks back at you. It scans your face. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how you could have like a floating. It would look even if they could do it, it'd be horrifying. A floating version of your real human face on a VR chat character. <laughs> you know what you can do though, um, and and because they've been doing this in like the NBA 2K games for years already. You have an app Facial on your scanning. phone. Yeah. That scans your face and it puts it onto a character in the game. And so sometimes like if you do it properly, you can actually make it look pretty good. Yeah. There's remarkable tech for that. And even using our phones, there's some pretty powerful camera tech. I mean, iPhone 12 series, the pro ones have LIDAR cameras now that can, that have like depth and can map a room. I uh, can see objects from distance and, and map them. Pretty incredible, um, some of the tech we have, and, and hopefully, you know, putting that in. I don't know if Horizon Workrooms is there yet. Um, I think maybe they should have waited on the multiverse, the, sorry, the metaverse. Um, I'm thinking of Loki now. Um, maybe they should have uh, waited on the metaverse till they had something more groundbreaking, like you're saying, as opposed to coming out with VRChat uh, 2.0, but for Facebook. But... We have yet to see. I'm optimistic. I hope that uh, this adds. I, I would prefer to work in VR in a collaborative little VR room, I think, than I would uh, Zoom if it were good. I think that seems cool. So, yeah, we'll have to see. I, I think it's interesting because there are ways in the last five years that like work has been gamified yeah. in certain ways. I almost wonder if the whole VR thing, if that almost, if it's a little too much. Like, is it, yeah. is it a little too silly to be, to be in vr with your coworkers around a meeting table i don't know i think again maybe now because it's so fringe but maybe the right product i mean i don't know i don't know all right moving right along final story of the day talking about our buddies over at epic games uh, already got into hot water this week with the among us developers <laughs> over uh, their imposters mode well now they're at it again I'm just kidding. Uh, this is actually positive. Uh, it's almost kind of like an in-your-face to inner sloth um, that they're now doing something pro-indie devs. Uh, they're going to begin inviting indie devs to self-publish on the Epic Game Store, much like what we have on Steam. This should help to increase the game library drastically. I mean, right now, if you look at the number of games on Steam from 10 years ago versus now, when they really started to open it up to more indies, uh, I mean, it's like tenfold. It's, it's crazy how many games there are now. Uh, which is cool because it will help. I mean, not cool for us, but cool for Epic because it will help legitimize the Epic Game Store, which is their dream. But also, take a look at some of those games on Steam. A lot of shovelware, a lot of garbage. Yeah. Uh, some there some is a ton unsavory of... shit, too. I saw a post, yes. <laughs> I saw a post recently from people talking about like 2011, the, the banner year of gaming. And they were talking about how like the Steam, even though there were so many, and people were like, oh, there wasn't as many indies then. Actually, like, yes, there were less indies on Steam, like 10% of the indies on Steam, but their overall Metacritic score was higher because they were better games because now we have all these bad games dra dragging it down. So cool, I guess, but also, you know, I kind of like the Epic, that the fact that if I'm going to, like, get into the Epic Game Store, that every game I see on there usually is, like, a good game usually. Yeah. Because <laughs> they only have partnerships with, like, developers that exist already or, or they think are going to make them money. Yeah, this is a this is a great program. I hope it works out, but let's make sure that we curate this thing a little bit better than Steam. Like Steam has a game on there that's literally like <laughs> 10 seconds long that's $250. So I don't know if it's some sort of money laundering thing or what, but it's, it's a scam. It's a scam. It's a for noobs. something, I don't know. It's like that uh thing they used to have on the iPhone where you buy it for like $1000 and it just turn your screen red. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And people bought it. They sold like seven times or something. Sane people. Yeah. Now the funny thing is, I've I think I've seen like people buy this thing on Steam as a as a goof, and then and you it. have the refund thing. Yeah. yeah. We sort of discussed this a little bit on Game Groups last night in the sense that I was talking about how it's possible that devs and publishers might be wary of publishing on the Epic Game Store now after seeing Fortnite imposters and how they've, you know. Epic will take ideas and, and put it in their own games. And yeah, there's something to be said about Epic having data on the games being sold on their own storefront and what's popular and what they could potentially copy in the future. So mm -hmm. I think that's something to, to think about again, as far if it's, 
small indies, I don't think it's really going to be an issue. But if something, you know, explodes and gets super popular, then does that mean we're going to see a, a Fortnite mode real quick because they, they saw the statistics before everyone else? That's where I think it is an issue when you look at these small indie developers who don't have the kind of the money and the resources to get onto a game store and then having this like ability to get into a game store and, you know, seemingly for free to self-publish it on the game store. That to me screams when you see a company like Epic who will steal anything, screams red flag, red lights blaring, you know, you're a small indie, you don't have a lot of resources, you may not even have a large following that'll notice if your game gets stolen from. You could tweet about it all you want, but like you may not even be heard. Right. Um, I, I'm not saying they're going to steal because, it, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to have better access necessarily to the code of the game or anything, but they're going to see what's popular um, from their own store. And they're going to see also a lot of statistics on games that may not even be popular, but might be trending in a certain way. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, you know, it may not even be... Uh, the game might not even be popular uh, before Epic steals the idea, and then you know they become the ones who basically like pioneered it, right? And no one will even know because they see like, oh, this this is about to blow up. Quick, let's put it in Fortnite right. before it blows up, so then we'll be the ones who knew about it, right? Right. Or they'll uh, see like a lot of people who play Fortnite also play this other game yeah. in their statistics, you know, and that yeah. that sort of thing. And they're like, well, if if our Fortnite players are leaving our game to play this other game, then we'll just put our own mode in there. Yeah, and and before it may it may be a game that no one, most, the general public doesn't even really know about, and they never will if they Fortnite grabs it before they even get started. I'm not saying this is what Epic is going to do. I'm not trying to be Mr. Paranoid, Mr. Uh, you know, out here slandering the company, but I will say this makes me very nervous uh, comparatively to looking at like something like Valve and Steam. You know, I mean, I'm not saying they're blameless, but they're certainly far more of the good guys of the gaming world than a lot of other companies uh, in comparison, and. Epic is very known for this kind of behavior in general. So, well, it's it's like what you said on Game Groups that there isn't a conflict of interest because Valve isn't really developing their own service games. Exactly. Yes. Whereas um, Epic is. Epic is. Epic is making a huge game that is again a service game based on like a bunch of different. Well, I mean, it became a bunch of different game modes basically that they stole from other games. They made Save the World, which was like a zombie game with the building elements a horde game and then PUBG was popular so they made their own spin on it it was a little different because they had the building element, uh, elements already but i'm sure if they hadn't already built the building elements they would have just scrapped those and just made PUBG one to one the only reason there's building in Fortnite is cuz they already had it yeah. and so they're like whatever <laughs> i guess we'll just put it in there we have it right this will be our little differentiator totally. but they would not have bothered to build that otherwise and then among us i mean this game is like an exact one to one replica of among us imposters so i mean yeah, this is, uh, I mean, not to, yeah, not to belabor the point, but uh, I, I would be definitely more apt, uh, more, uh, unless there's some really good incentives, and maybe at the beginning of this, there may be, because it may be, if only by the nature of there aren't as many games on the Epic Game Store yet, so being one of the first indies to get on there will get you, by nature of it, more exposure, yeah. um, but I think I still might be more willing to put myself over on Steam if I were making a game than over on Epic. Uh, cause, uh, I just feel like this is, I feel like 10 years from now, we're going to have like a big, uh, journalistic report where they go through and they talk about all the games that got crushed by Epic that no one even heard of. <laughs> now, like I will say this is speculation on our part. Of course. Um, it is aside from ripping off PUBG and ripping off among us. Epic actually does really good things for developers as far as profit sharing and, and, you know, having Unreal Engine being free and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, So they actually mm -hmm. do a lot for devs now, but it doesn't help them that we now have this new example of, you know, taking Intersloth's ideas and and basically copying it one for one, like you said. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think that this is definitely something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, It could be on one side exciting, on another side, yeah, it's epic. So we'll have to see. <laughs> Some intense discussion here. I feel like we really went off the rails on that. that a good kind of, episode, but, uh, Paul. It was. It was. It was a great episode. It was good to end Friday on a strong note because I feel yeah. like sometimes, you know, Friday's a laid back day, but it didn't really feel laid back. We really went in. So um, I hope everyone at home has enjoyed Game Grooves uh, or uh, GG Replay rather so far. And if you do enjoy it, feel free to head on over to our website, uh, goodnightgrooves.com. We actually have a blog, we have 
videos, we have podcasts, we have links to all our socials where we post exclusive content. And we also have a link to our Patreon. So if you're feeling extra generous and you feel like maybe dropping us any dollars, we do have a $1, $3, and $5 tier. Um, the $3 tier will get you early access to our all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Groofs, which uh, if you were a patron, it came out today. But if not, it will be out on Sunday. And definitely remember to listen to that this weekend if you get a free moment. Uh, and otherwise, you know, just uh, exclusive content, uh, you know, just shout outs, uh, access to us for questions and things like that. Uh, you know, generally, we just want to be able to make these are these are almost like placeholder things we have right now as, as Patreon perks. They're good perks. Um, but also, you know, right now, the money is really about getting us to a point where we can make better content for everyone out there uh, and, you know, make shows that you guys love to listen to and watch. Uh, and hopefully, uh, with your support, we can do that. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this on audio podcast or on YouTube, thumbs it up or give us a five-star rating uh, or comment and comment. Do it all. Do all three. If there isn't a thumb, uh, just thumb shove your thumb into your phone screen or your computer screen. Uh, I'm not officially saying to do that. That was officially a joke. Um, but, uh, but do it for real. I thought that uh, when you said shove your thumb, I thought it was going a different direction. I'm glad, I'm glad you instead told people to break their phones. <laughs> yeah. And, and presumably their thumbs in that scenario. And, I think your thumb would break far quicker than your phone would break. If you tried to jam your thumb at full blast at your phone screen. And also uh, shove that thumb up your ass as well. If you're so inclined. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, that is egregious. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah we really really appreciate that uh, all support is loved and accepted by us we do, we do accept it we do not reject your love <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i'm losing the train man it's friday uh matt do you have any weekend plans besides uh, go to tsushima director's cut just enrolling in pepper perks pepper perks yeah i love it i, I keep saying peppa now because you said peppa pig ah there sweet sugar i'm pepper perks Want to try some chocolate packed pepper? All right, let's wrap uh, this up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening to GG Replay for Friday, August 20th, 2021. Don't forget to listen to GG Good Night or Green Game Groups on Sunday. <laughs> and GG Replay will be back again on Monday. But until then, good night, Groups. I'll go take a nap. <laughs>